The International Development Innovation Alliance, or IDEA, is a collaborative platform with the shared goal of actively promoting and advancing innovation as a means to help achieve sustainable development. IDEA brings together development agencies committed to doing things differently and finding new ways of working that transcend traditional boundaries to deliver greater impact. In this development innovation series, we share with you IDEA's innovation-related knowledge and learning across boundaries arising from successes and failures to inform innovation processes, the scaling of innovation and the strengthening of innovation ecosystems. This podcast series is produced by Disrupt Development, the world's first post-growth innovation academy in global development. My name is Alexander Medic, the founder and chief strategist of Disrupt Development. In this first episode, we talk with Sabrina and Josiah about innovation ecosystems. We explore why innovation ecosystem building is important for the global development community, how IDEA is facilitating an ecosystems approach through its working group, how the innovation ecosystem of Ghana evolves, and what roles various development actors can play in building innovation ecosystems. We will be speaking with IDEA principal Sabrina Storm, a senior innovation officer at GIZ and co-chair of the IDEA's Innovation Ecosystem Working Group, and with IDEA Global Innovation Advisor Josiah Kwesi Ejisom, who is the chair of Ghana's Innovation Hub Network and CEO of the Hub iSpace. Welcome Sabrina and Josiah to the Development Innovation Podcast. I am very excited to have you here today on this very first episode of the podcast. Thank you, Alexander, and thanks for having us and excited to join the conversation today. Welcome, Josiah. Thank you, Alexander, and looking forward to an engaging conversation and um, getting to know each other even more. Thank you. So let's start to talk about the Ecosystem Strengthening Working Group. Um, What is the Ecosystem Strengthening Working Group? What is it about and what does it do? Sure, happy happy to kick us off, Alexander. And but I'm also very interested to hear then Josiah's perspectives, how he perceives uh, that space. So when we when we set up the the ecosystem strengthening working group with an IDAA, <clears throat> I think the primary interest was to create a learning space, mm-hmm. um, a space in which it would be possible to um, unpack some of the questions and assumptions that have come up in, in various discussions and work streams within uh, within this group. And uh, within IAA, we have been repeating uh, a kind of mantra over the past couple of years. Uh, so it takes a village to raise a child and an ecosystem to scale an innovation. And fair enough, but when we got together in our uh, initial conversations and we noticed that we really don't have a, have a shared language around the topic of innovation ecosystems, um, that it's really an exploratory field um, where we're trying to get to, to a joint understanding. And we also notice that we don't really have as IDIA members a lot of information what each of us is doing in that space and uh, what we have learned so far and what is working and what, what not. So there was really appetite to come together as a group and for joint learning and also looking into more uh, collaboration opportunities. And so we, we, we created this, this working group. Um, and I think it was also clear from the outset, uh, or obvious, that if you really wanted to um, not just reconfirm of what we already know, our, our joint biases, um, we needed to bring in other perspectives, um, experiences into that space to really um, yeah, assess our blind spots and, and co-create new meaning. 
Um, so that's how we, why we reached out to our, to our networks. We invited a lot of people, innovation mm -hmm. experts like Josiah, um, uh, people from the public sector, um, from universities, just um, yeah, to have to have a broader broader conversation. And um, a broader conversation about innovation ecosystem about strengthening. Innovation, in, in innovation ecosystem strengthening. Yeah, yeah. And who, who are the members of this working group? Mm -hmm. The members are, um, so they come from the IDA, IDA membership, so different bilateral uh, donors, uh, development agencies, mm -hmm. um, foundations, and uh, innovation platforms. And uh, then, um, as I said, we invited this wider group of innovation practitioners and experts, um, um, of researchers, and um, um, as well rep representatives from public sector in, uh, organizations. Yeah, so it's quite a comprehensive group of a variety of uh, development actors who mm -hmm. are working on innovation within their exactly. own uh, constituencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and why is IDEA committed to ecosystem strengthening, and what is it relevant to development innovation? Mm -hmm. Thanks, great question, Alexander. And to maybe start with a general reflection on that, because I think it reflects a very interesting evolution of um, how the discussion mm -hmm. uh, in the in this space. And uh, I think a few years back, um, there was a lot of emphasis on the question, how can we bring uh, new ideas into the world and make uh, leverage the potential of uh, emerging technologies, of uh, entrepreneurial skills and creativity for um, 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 development impact. And uh, as we all know, all these challenge funds have been created and labs and uh, incubators. And I think these have been very, uh, planted a lot of positive seeds of change as well, um, just bringing in new methods, agile ways of working, human-centered design, um, bringing in new talent and uh, ideas and perspectives to the sector. But I think after a few years, there was a growing realization this is only part of the equation. If you focus only on early stage idea and innovation development, yeah. then, um, these, these innovations, innovators won't really reach impact at scale if you don't look at the uh, enabling, enabling environments exactly. as well as scaling public sector, private sector, scaling pathways and um, yeah, all, the, all the conditions that need to, need to be in place, policies and regulations, uh, support uh, along the mm -hmm. different uh, stages of the, of the scaling pathways, uh, uh, flexible funding and long-term uh, funding for, for innovations, innovators. And I think this has led uh, what we see now is an, an emergence of a much more, I think, holistic and uh, um, systemic understanding of, uh, of the role of innovation for development. And uh, here the notion as well of innovation ecosystems come yeah. into play. So it sounds very exciting that all these development actors have come together to think about how a holistic perspective can be taken on innovation mm -hmm. in global development and are working together to uh, make this a reality. Uh, so Josiah, uh, I'm curious, from your perspective, what opportunity do you think this presents for development practitioners to do development differently? Thank you for the question. Um, so for me, I think the opportunity that um, development partners will gain is the fact that a lot of other um, stakeholders that traditionally would never be involved in such um, an exercise will now get to meet development agencies who would then get to, again, work with people at the grassroots. So it's not going to always be around the usual areas because usually most of these engagement happen around the cities and the main developed um, urban areas. But in this case, if we have a whole ecosystem engagement, then a lot of people will come, um, I said, we will see more stakeholders. So it will 
open um, opportunity for, um, I guess, the partners to then meet other interesting ideas and hopefully be able to solve more problems and get a greater reach um, in the ecosystem that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's do a little bit of brainstorming together, uh, Sabrina and Josiah, and let's dive into uh, the country you're from, uh, Josiah, Ghana. Um, let's first pave a context of the uh, innovation ecosystem in Ghana. Could you perhaps uh, shed a little bit more light on that, uh, Josiah? Okay, so um, as an organized ecosystem, I would say we probably between eight years old now. Um, so usually what happens and majority of the innovation and uh, the, pro- I'll say the progress that's been done so far has been around Accra, Kumasi and Tamale pretty much. Um, so what is happening, a lot of the startups are coming from these regions, but then lately we've seen the expansion where other, um, I would say other hubs and innovation centers are now spreading across different regions. So we grow. Um, we are not where we need to be in terms of when we talk about the funding side of innovation, because again, you need funding to you know, scale innovation in that sense. Um, so we are looking at ways in which we can bring in more VCs, more angel investors, and even the roles that development partners play, uh, particularly when it comes to um, supporting with grants for startups to be able to create their MVPs or launch um, their products. So we're seeing more, I would say, engagement from the fund side of things and different ecosystem players. Um, we're looking at ways that um, you see academia also engaging. So it's moving in the right direction, unlike before where we used to do a lot of things in a siloish uh, mentality. Now we have um, a governing body, which is the Ghana Hubs Network, that um, main mandate is to work with all the hubs in Ghana. So when we have programs, we can nationalize programs. Um, so this way, let's say it's a program for women, we ensure that all the hubs um, participate in it so that a woman in the far out regions can also gain access in that way. Whereas before it was just individual hubs doing their own thing with um, funding partners. But now you've seen a body like that bringing everybody together. So I think now our ecosystem is moving in a unison um, direction. Yeah, exactly. And for my understanding, Josiah, what is the main unit of analysis? Is it a social enterprise, a charity, uh, a private company? Is it an unregistered organization or are we talking about everything? It's everything. I mean, that's the beauty about um, our ecosystem in Ghana is the fact that it's um, very fragmented, but at the same time, um, it works because the North would concentrate pretty much on education and all those charity-like um, projects because of the nature of um, the funders and development partners that you get up there. And then when you look at um, the Ashanti regions and some of the Eastern Bloc, you will see that people are more involved in agri-tech and dealing with um, environmental issues. And then when you move down South, you're looking at the software development companies and more tech-focused companies. And it just shows the kind of um, I would say growth and um, I was yeah the growth and education and everything else that we have down south is different to up north. But then it presents that opportunity that um, startups can grow across. So we are not very um, one-sided. It's very um, agnostic in that sense. We just cut across. 
Thank you. And uh, Sabrina, curious from your perspective, how is the GIZ uh, involved in uh, building these ecosystems, for example, in uh, Ghana or other countries? Mm -hmm. in, in um, Ghana, we have a um, um, <clears throat> current ecosystem support uh, program. And I think um, one of the roles uh, GIZ is playing in that context is really to, to be a kind of convener or facilitator as well for, for the ecosystem. Just um, because one of the, and uh, Josiah mentioned that, uh, one of the challenges we have uh, discussed over and over again as well in these sessions is that we see a lot of um, a lack of uh, coordination, alignment between different actors. It's a complex system of, of, of a lot of, of uh, a lot of you know, pieces needed or actors coming need to come together. So um, the role I think GIZ is, can play um, um, or as an implementing agency is having kind of this convening power as well, having connections like to different to different kind of uh, uh, organizations from civil society, from the public sector, uh, uh, from, from the tech side, just trying to bring them together and offering a space for having these, uh, these conversations and for, for building a joint uh, vision and better alignment. Yeah, I think it's a very important role that uh, GIZ is playing. Uh, what I personally see extensively around me is a huge fragmentation of uh, of all the different uh, activities within an innovation ecosystem in all the countries that I've worked in. So I think playing a facilitating and a broker role is uh, very important and much needed in uh, in many countries. And uh, uh, great to hear that GIZ is doing this as well in, uh, in Ghana. Um, so talking about... Uh, the vision for the innovation ecosystem in Ghana. You were talking uh, about that, uh, Josiah, that the, uh, the system uh, exists for over eight years approximately. It's growing, it's evolving, and uh, more organizations are uh, uh, taking part in this uh, ecosystem, innovation ecosystem. Um, what is your vision? Uh, where should this innovation ecosystem be in, let's say, 10 years? And what could potentially be like the concrete results of an innovation ecosystem? Um, great question. Um, I think um, for me, it would be competing with the likes of the Nigerias, um, the South Africans when it comes to getting funding um, for our startups, being able to get startups that can create globally scalable, um, I would say, product or services. Um, and also focus heavily on capacity building because, again, um, we need the skills for startups to employ and for them to be able to then create that um, economic impact that we're looking for. And again, this is um, another opportunity for us to look at social impact with SDGs and um, what have you. So for me, in the next 10 years, I think the um, innovation ecosystem should take advantage of the likes of um, GIZs who are willing to support the grassroots and also with government. Um, so we take advantage of that. I think we will reach that stage where you're going to see um, the 100 millions, the 300 millions investment coming to startups in Ghana because we would have then made our market friendly, um, investor friendly, would have made it um, I would say customer friendly too. We would have been able to create solutions that customers will pay for. That would be attractive enough for investors to be in. And even with the funders, now funders will no longer become, I, say, I would just say, just give us money charity, but they will actually become partners because then we can then map out 
a vision and say, okay, for the next 20 years, this is what we want to achieve because we've laid the foundation. So for me, I think in the next 10 years, um, if we play um, our cards right and stick to the model that we have, we will be in the, I would say, we'll be globally challengeable. Yeah, beautiful, beautifully spoken. So Sabrina, um, to give the question back to you from uh, Josiah, uh, where he said, uh, for the funders, not only be funders, but also partners. Um, how can uh, the international donor community basically improve its relationship with the national actors and actually become partners, uh, in the words of uh, Josiah, instead of only funders? I don't know if there's a recipe or a checklist. And I think it starts exactly what we are doing in, in, in the space in the working group as well with having conversations, with listening, with unpacking and understanding the, the problems and listening to the uh, local innovation ecosystem actors. Um, I think it's, yeah. And being, of course, being present and being, being, uh, being close, close to, to, to the ecosystem. And also, yeah, being being clear about the role as well. And uh, as uh, Josiah mentioned, it's it's a temporary role, and it's uh, it's something just being clear about uh, um, what the, uh, uh, is something we are exploring as well in that space. What the most effective way to to, to play that role and just um, brokering, uh, being a broker, um, a knowledge broker as well, building bridges, uh, building, uh, uh, supporting these platforms for peer-to-peer -peer learning, um, for knowledge uh, knowledge exchange, building bridges, and as well having this uh, this facilitating um, role and and strengthening uh, strengthening local eco uh, ecosystem support organizations as well. Yeah. Thank you for the answer. I think it also very much shows the importance of having the ecosystem strengthening working group that facilitates these conversations, like you shared, among the international donor community, but also with international innovation experts like Josiah, who is also shaping that conversation and shaping that future and shaping the needs that are important to focus upon. So I think um, it's uh, great to see how the both of you are working together in Ghana and uh, strengthening the innovation ecosystem there. So um, in a few weeks time, if I'm correct, uh, there will be the week of innovation organized in Ghana. Um, what is the significance of this event? Um, I think it's going to be huge, right? Um, because from the little knowledge and background information that I have, they're trying to make it a regional thing. So it's going to be across the various regions, which is a huge coup in that sense, lack of a better word, right? Because it allows all the system actors, um, grassroots um, entrepreneurs and innovators to participate in this, right? See, so it would then ensure that Kumasi people will be able to highlight the innovation that's happening over there. Accra will do the same. Um, Tamale will do the same. And it offers an opportunity to see what is happening across the nation, right? Rather than what we've always had in the past where everybody then converges in Accra and then we talk about things that happen in Accra and then we go home. So this will shine a light on the progress that's being done nationally and um, you know getting to meet some of the funders um, as well that would be great because people can get to network and obviously it just shows the positive steps that we've taken particularly with what has been happening in the last you know two years so to speak with the COVID and making sure that people you know cannot interact but now 
yeah. by doing this innovation is just showing that even in the times of COVID, people still innovating. So you will even get to see some of the yeah. innovations that are actually answering the problems that COVID is presenting right now. Exactly. So I think it, it's going to be huge. It's going to, it's a great opportunity for people to interact and showcase, um, you know, great ideas and innovations across the nation. Sounds amazing. And uh, Sabrina, are you just as excited as uh, Josiah are for the uh, Innovation Week in Ghana? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited, as, though I have to say I'm, I'm not directly uh, involved in our innovation program in Ghana. So I have a lot of colleagues on the ground in Ghana working with uh, the innovation ecosystem. So I'm, I'm based in the uh, in headquarters and um, we provide as a team support to, to a variety of innovation programs. But I think um, the uh, Ghana Innovation Week is a great opportunity. And that's what I hear from my colleagues as well as really exciting what is going on just uh, from different sides. I think there's a lot of interest and we heard this in the last um, in our uh, last uh, session as well from um, uh, from the government side, just bringing to, uh, our best interest in uh, better alignment and bringing together just um, yeah all the all the different actors and uh, have uh, built this long term vision as well for the Ghana innovation ecosystem. So I think it's definitely exciting. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much uh, for providing. Uh, a very uh, good picture, a very comprehensive picture of the Innovation Ecosystem Working Group, of the importance of the Innovation Ecosystem Working Group for IDEA, for the development community, um, of how the Innovation Ecosystem Working Group is working together with development and innovation experts like Josiah. Um, and Josiah, also thank you for providing a very comprehensive overview of the Innovation Ecosystem in Ghana, how it has evolved what the needs are, what the opportunities are as well, and the importance of working together, working together as a global community, as a global civil society, uh, donors, practitioners, local civil society organizations, INGOs, in order to shape this innovation ecosystem in every country, in order not only to incubate innovations, but in particular to scale innovations, for innovations to be sustainable. So thank you very much for this exciting podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.